backwards. Say he stole, and he's gonna have to put it back. Jackson. Good morning, America. It is Thankful Thursday right here in the capital city. Hey, man, you just tuned in on Thursday the 4th of June. You just tuned in to the most thought-provoking show on the web as well as on the radio. You're on the hottest station in town, WPBQ 94.3 on the FM dial, 1240 on the AM dial. 
and you're tuned in to the Cypher Voice Morning Rundown. It don't get no better than this. It doesn't get any better than this, people. I'm telling you. Right here in America, it doesn't get any better than this. The liberties of being on the radio. Being on a black-owned channel. I, I, I don't think some people really get this. I, I, you know what? I don't think some people really understand how thankful you can be. When we got black-owned radio stations right here in the capital city, that, that will allow you to come and be you. I'm just saying, people, if you, if you, you know, when people be talking about really being pro-black and really supporting black people and, and all of that, and I get all of that, but I don't think we understand how, how important it is to have black-owned radio stations. In a day and time where you got people trying to control the narrative. And some of them are black. Just be honest. But uh good morning. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying good morning. On my morning drive this morning, I was like just sitting there like reminiscing, like, hey creator, is this real? Is this real? Is, I'm, am I that am I so blessed that I get to get up every morning and go be on a black talk radio show with a with a predominantly all black platform? Where people can express their views, their opinions. We can agree to disagree. But at the end of the day, we all have the same goal in common. Creator, am I that lucky this morning? <laughs> and when I pulled up in the building, I was reminded, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm that lucky. Or am I just that destined? <laughs> it, it, it all depends. You know, people say narcissistic. Then it would be that I'm just destined for that. But because I'm not a narcissistic and I'm just grateful. Because I understand the struggle. I've been there. I did that. I'm validated. I'm validated through the hood, outside the hood, in the political realm. It don't matter. I'm validated. And I realize it's only because of some supreme power outside of me. So I'm reminded that I have to stay humble. But I'm also reminded I have to stay truthful. I can't be compromised. Because sometimes as you ascend up people, you got all kind of people that are, are, are vibing for your attention. They All of a sudden now, everybody wants you to be with them. And you got to remember there's some agendas. There's some agendas. And so on your on your rise on your ascend up people, remember to just keep it truthful. If you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. If you go try, you go try. That's it. It ain't it ain't but three answers. I can do it. I can't do it. I'll try to do it. Anything else is a lie, people. 
else outside of that is a lie. I'm telling you, I'm just ready to get back to old school living. When, when there were principles, when there were standards, when there were morals, when there were guidelines, when the community had to be held accountable, when leaders had to be held accountable, I'm just ready to do that again. That's what's missing in African America. That's what's missing. I'm telling you. That's, that, that is what's missing in African America. Nothing else. Nothing else. Just a standard. Just a standard. That's it. That's it. That's all, that's, all we're, that's all we're really missing is a standard. What hasn't been set? We, don't, we really don't have a guideline. We don't have, we don't have a goalpost. That's why it's the whole accountability campaign. To reset the goalposts in our community. To reset the goalposts. To reset the goalposts in our community. And people, we might as well be honest about it. We might as well be honest about it. We haven't done our part. We haven't done our part. We had a conversation a couple of weeks back. Somebody says, well, you know, crack did it to us. Okay, well, we, we conquer crack. Now what? Now what? We, we conquer crack. All right? yeah, crack did damage to us. Hell, slavery did damage to us. It's a lot of things that have done damage to the African-American people. But we've conquered them. The damage that's being done to us now is ignorant. It's ignorance. Refusing to, refusing to stick to the program. Refusing to be informed. Refusing to be accountable. That's what's hurting us. That's what's hurting us. How, how many people, how many people can testify that, that we knew the system here in, in, in Jackson has failed. We know the school system has failed. We know the criminal justice system has failed. We know the police department has failed. We know local government has failed. And so have our, us as citizens. We failed because we haven't done our civic duty. And that's hold people accountable, people. But anyway, let me move on. That's my morning rant. My kind of morning rant, the evening rant. That's just my morning rant. All right, so, so the, for the last couple of days, people, I've been talking about uh, homeowning, and we're gonna have uh, gonna have a Q and A on here next Sunday, along with uh, myself and Clay will be in the building. Not that's not this Sunday. That's next Sunday. Uh, we're gonna have a Q and A about the home buying experience. And why it's so important for African Americans to own homes? Uh, this this morning, this thirty minutes, people. Let me just go ahead and tell you. All right, let me let me go ahead and set the record straight because we're getting a lot of lot of foolishness uh, from phone calls to if you're calling into this radio station. Let me let you know this right now. Uh, 
all these calls, we have call ID, we have all that other stuff tracking on the phone. You you can't call from your number and not think that your number not going to show up, all of that. All of that's straight, all right? So don't call into the radio station with foolishness. If you want to call in and listen to the show, you want to make a, a, a comment, that's cool, all right? All that other stuff, keep it off the radio, people, all right? Also, uh, let's be clear. This morning, this, this 30 minutes is the 30-minute power uh, of power conversation, okay? It's, it's all about empowerment, all right? Don't, don't get it twisted. We, we, go, we go empower you. I know a lot of you sit around, you want the, the local tea, as y'all call it, and you go get that. But again, let me tell you something. In getting tea, we got to also get some knowledge. We got to also get some knowledge. We got to also get some power to, to back up the stuff that we say. Because a lot of times we say stuff and ain't got no power to back it up, people. We, we got to have a, some economic power. We got to have some chips and some tools. And since we spend $17 trillion in the American economy, we got to start having something to, to, to say, this is who we are. This is what we represent. And houses and property and being a homeowner is one of those things. It's one of those things. So, hey, you know what? 30, every 30 minutes in the morning, y'all know you're going to get something positive. You're going to get something that you can live with, that you can run with, all right? So, so just, just understand what's going on because I'm getting a lot of inboxes. I'm getting a lot of people talking about the program, the platform. If you can't change with this platform, people, you, you're not the person that we want. We're, we're, trying, we're trying to raise a standard. We're trying to set a bar. And so you don't have to inbox me. You don't have to uh, send me all the other stuff about we think you're switching it up and all this, what happened to the old show and all that. That's what's wrong with us. That's what's wrong with us. Listen, we don't do Internet beefing. We're not. Listen, if you're not a local politician, you're not a teacher, you're not some person in authority. Man, this platform is not concerned about you. We're looking for people that is involved in corruption. We're looking for people that is not doing what they're supposed to do to, to pull this community. We don't worry about trolls, people. So quit inboxing. Quit calling the station with that foolishness. All right? Now back to business. Uh, we've been talking about uh, housing and how important it is to the African-American. Let me... Let me just read something to you. And we're going to have a Q&A next week with Next Level Realtors, LLC, uh, Shadow Robinson, Candace, and I think her daughter, Rashada Moore. They're going to come in and go answer some questions about home buying and uh, how to get in a home and why it's important. But since, since we've been talking, we've been having these conversations outside, the, outside of the the mic, yeah, I thought it was important that I come on here this morning and just give y'all a brief synopsis on what's going on in America dealing with African Americans and home buying, okay? And this is, why, this is why I said the other night, it is so important to us people that we begin to engage in powerful conversations, all right? You, it, I, I'm not for tearing down communities by burning them up and rioting as important as it is for us to have to own something. We need to be trying to have some ownership, some buildings, some land, some property. These are the things we need to be trying to own. Not a whole bunch of true religions. Not a whole bunch of Jordans. Not a whole bunch of Louis Vuitton purses. 
We need to hold some stuff that has some value, some stuff that gives us a seat at the table, people. Wake up, black people. And so owning a home is one of those tools. Now, if you really want to understand the system, and if we're going to talk about what's holding us back, home equity is one of the things that holds the African-American people back. Owning a home, okay? The importance of owning a home. In 2000 and, uh, let me see, 2008, in 2008, the African-Americans uh, fell behind, many African-Americans fell behind on their mortgage and eventually lost their homes to foreclosure. A year-long long effort to refinance many homes for African-Americans failed. And in 2012, many were forced to move away into nearby rentals where they live today. So during the crash of the, of, of the home, when the, the market crashed, the people most affected by that were African Americans. All right? Now, this is where it's important about policies and stuff like this. And I'm going to blow your mind. If we're going to be powerful people, then we have to understand that voting is important, and we have to understand how to lobby and, leg and work legislators to make and enforce policies that will prevent us from being uh, discriminated against when it comes to buying homes, all right? Uh, in 2004, the pinnacle of home ownership in the United States, nearly half of the African-American families owned a home, according to the census data. The record figure fueled by the housing boom of the early 2000s was still one-third less than the housing rate for whites. But it was widely viewed as a milestone for minority groups that spent generations largely shut out by the fundamental pillar of American dream. Yet over the past decade, the real estate fortunes of African Americans have reversed the course. So from 2004 to 2020, Instead of us advancing in home ownership, we have reduced. This, 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 listen to me, people. We have reduced, all right? It fell to 43%. Uh, let me see. Despite strengthening economy due to record low unemployment and higher wages for black owners, black workers, home ownership levels for that group have dropped increasingly almost every year since 2004. So listen, we made more money as African-American people. We spent more money as African-American people. We had lesser unemployment as African-American people, but we bought lesser homes. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. It fell to 43% in 2017 virtually erasing all the gains since the passage of the Fair Housing Act of 1968 landmark legislation outlawed housing discrimination. The decline comes even as white Asian Americans and Latinos slowly see gains in home buying, according to a report by the Harvard University Joint Center of Housing Studies. Nationally, 63.9% of Americans own a home in 2017. 
The Harvard report shows that white home ownership rate reached 72.9% from 72.2% a year early. The Hispanic home ownership reached 46.2%, up from 45.5% in 2016. Researchers at the Urban Institute found large disparities between home ownership rates of black families and white families in all hundred of the cities with the largest black populations pushing the housing gap between the two groups to its highest in more than 50 years. Wow. 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 Guess who's in that, guess who's in that group, people? Guess who's in that hundred, in that group of hundred cities of large black populations? I'm just going to let y'all guess. Guess who's in that group? Although the gap between white and black homeowners in the district seemed wide, the city actually has one of the smallest imbalances among U.S. cities. 71.8% of the whites and 48.8% of the blacks. We've made progress in leveling the playing field for minority home ownership, but the landscape is still more challenging for African Americans, says Chris Hobart, manager of the director of Joint Center of Housing Studies. The reason for the downturn in black home ownership rate are varied and complex, the expert says. They include a lack of affordable housing in some areas and chronically low inventory in others. Rising student debt is an increasingly issue and more financially strapped buyers struggle to save for their down payments. So when we talk about really making a change, people, we got to talk about changing policies. We got to get policies to change. Now, now, we got how many black banks in Jackson? How many black banks in Jackson? See, I'm going somewhere with this. Two black banks in Jackson? All right. Let's pull the record on those black banks in Jackson and let's see how many black homes they've financed. If, if we pull the record on the two black banks in Jackson, how many black homes are they financing based on the home, on the black uh, population here in the city? Now, if, if those numbers don't add up, people, why are they doing business in Jackson, Mississippi? If the two black banks that we have in Jackson, Mississippi, cannot give black people homes here in Jackson, Mississippi, why are they doing business in Jackson, Mississippi? What? 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 Hey, now y'all quiet now? Y'all don't hear me now, right? I told you I was going somewhere with this. This is the type of stuff that y'all sit around and let happen. Let's, what are those two black banks' names? What are they, Liberty and Hope Credit Union? Are those the two? Let's pull the records on them, people. Let's pull the records on those two black banks in this community, and let's see how many black homes they have financed in the city of Jackson since their existence. I dare them to put the records up. But y'all ain't said nothing about that. Do you hear the mayor or anybody else talking about that stuff? Do you hear your council members talking about that? Two black banks right here in this city? And they not giving black people houses? Y'all don't, don't hear me now? Let me read this to you. African-American testers posing as home buyers were often denied information about special incentives that would have made the purchase easier and were required to produce loan pre-approval letters and other documents when whites were not. 
The Alliance also settled a fair housing complaint in 2017, alleging, watch this, that real estate agents in Jackson, Mississippi, were discriminating against black clients and steering people away from high-value areas into segregated communities based on race. Man, I come with the receipts, man. We go after stuff that ain't nobody else talking about. We go after real issues over here. Get them two black banks, y'all. Somebody tell them two black banks here in the city of Jackson, we coming down they road. I want to see how many black homeowners they're making right here in the city of Jackson. Why they doing all the yapping, why everybody else is yapping about what everybody else is doing to us. When are we going to start talking about what we are doing to ourselves? We got five minutes, people. The most thought-provoking moments on radio. Share that. Hit that on your timeline. Retweet that. That's real talk. That's grown folks' conversation over here. On the hottest station in town, WPBQ 94.3 on the FM dial, 1240 on the AM dial, people. We're out of here, man. The clock on the wall says that's all. Coming up next, you got Sunday school. Uh, right after that, you got Rip Daniels. Today is also Cypher Voice on the road today. We are headed somewhere, man. We'll be checking back in with you live as we travel across the state of Mississippi, talking to other African-American people about what's really going on in the state of black America. It's all about us, y'all. Black voters matter. Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And when my peace has been disturbed, justice must be served. Church! Preceding broadcast on WPBQ is a paid advertisement and does not reflect the views and opinions of Ori Broadcasting LLC or its affiliates.
WPBQ, 1240 AM, Flowood, W232-DDFM, 94.3 Jackson. in Jesus' name for the greatness of God. We thank him for his greatness, his goodness, and loving kindness, and tender mercy, being over his handiwork in Jesus' name. We got a lot that we want to speak on this morning in Jesus' name, a lot we want to try to convey to the peoples in Jesus' name that we know America been in an upheaval for a little while now, really for a long time. And even with the pandemic of COVID-19, also with the protesting that are going out throughout this nation right now, not only in this country, but in other places, people that are acknowledging uh, the injustice and the inequality that has been in America since America began. But in the name of Jesus, I want us to look, everybody talking about the problem, and we know the problem. 
Now we need to know the answer. And Jesus is answered. And until we began to gravitate toward that and stop looking for a man to deliver us, stop looking for humanistic solutions, until we get to a place where we began to understand that it's only through Christ Jesus that we would be able to see ourselves delivered from the chaotic mess that we as a people as a human race, have brought forth upon ourselves. We love to blame everybody. We love to blame the devil, and the devil says, stop lying on me. <clears throat> he said, that ain't me. That's your mess. That's your disobedience. That's your rebellion against God. He said, I understand what rebellion against God looked like because when I rebelled, I got kicked out of my habitation. And so a lot 